If you've ever thought that you try and make really good food choices only to find that the choices you're making don't seem to fit what's maybe the diet du jour these days, you're going to love my guest today. Monica Reinagel helps smart women sort the fact from the fiction and get you to the right nutrition that works for you. So thank you for being here. Hey there, Kelly here, and thank you so much for joining us today. I'm honored to have you here. If you're looking for tips, habit shifts, and shortcuts to fitness consistency and the freedom that feeling great brings, you're in the right place. As the fitness consistency coach with a touch of adventure, I've been helping smart, busy women embrace fitness and long-term freedom for over 20 years. I am so glad you're here. Monica, thank you so much for being here today. Would you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and I would, why? Yeah, why you're so awesome. I would be happy to, Kelly, and thank you for saying that I'm awesome. I'm Monica Reinagel, and I my training is in nutrition, and uh, and I got started in the world of podcasting with a podcast called The Nutrition Diva, which is now celebrating its fifteenth anniversary. Believe it or not. Been doing it a long time and that podcast really was to try to give people better information that they could use to make decisions about how to eat healthier uh, and then much later i ended up launching a second podcast which reveals kind of where my true heart and interest is and that was really to help people implement what they already knew you know it, it more focused on behavior change how do we do the things that we know we should be doing but somehow struggle to do consistently and that podcast is called the change academy so those are kind of the two worlds that i spend my time in and and communicate with listeners around and it's it's a really as you know that's where the rubber meets the road right we have these ideas about how we want to take care of ourselves and be healthy and then making it happen is a whole other challenge isn't it it is it is and, and there's several things several ways i want to go here but can i just mention something really that i thought was amazing and cool when i met you and anyone who's listening to the podcast today can tell monica has this um, beautiful voice right and you are called the nutrition diva because you used to do opera is that correct that's right yes this uh, so nutrition not to mention podcasting is a second act for me i originally went to school to study music and wanted to be a singer so i'm a classically trained singer and i actually did that for as an early adult that was my full-time gig and dream and aspiration um, i gradually decided i wanted something else uh, something a little bit more stable a little bit less stressful and that's when i went back to school and studied nutrition and got my license to practice nutrition uh, and but i still do a little bit of singing so every once in a while i do have an opportunity to stand up in front of an orchestra and and belt out a few high notes but when actually i'm not a soprano i don't have high notes i, I would think you wouldn't do that i have low that. notes uh, but uh but when we were choosing the name for that first podcast the nutrition focused podcast nutrition diva was like a little inside joke funny so okay two things one of them is definitely the mindset. We want to talk about that. But 
first, before we do that, hmm. let's talk about food because we get a lot of information about food. Like there's Too so much. much information about there. Tell us like in general, what are your, what are your go-tos? Like what are your, do you have go-to rules or rule-ishes or what are your, what is your feeling about what we should be eating and how we should be eating? You know, that's interesting that you ask about rules. I am not a very dogmatic nutrition advisor. I really, I believe that there are a lot of different ways to put together a healthy diet. It does not have to look a certain way and good thing because we have a lot of different values that we're balancing when we're choosing what to eat. So for example, one big question that people have to decide is, am I going to eat animal products or not? You know, And the answer to that question is not really about nutrition and what is nutritionally optimal. It has to do with a lot of other things, right? Other values like how we feel about animal welfare or the way we raise animal up just full disclosure i am not a vegetarian but i'm very sympathetic to people who are concerned about the impact of eating animal products on the environment on the animals so just as one example that would be something that would be a big part of somebody's decision making about what they're going to eat that has nothing to do with actual nutrition oh okay i'm going to interrupt you because now now i want to think about the flip side of that because the flip side of that is like all of my friends who are paleo right mm -hmm. and they they say oh my goodness you can't get like you can't get the protein you need if you're vegetarian but is being like I'm going to think that you're going to say this isn't true. Like being paleo isn't the perfect thing either. What's like, is there perfect out there? I think there's a lot of different ways to put, to, as I said, to put together a healthy diet that is going to balance all of our different concerns. And you may raise a really interesting point about protein. Um, because I think we both work with women in midlife and up into through midlife and beyond where protein becomes a bigger and bigger deal. Uh, because most of us, as we get older, start to notice our bodies are changing shape. You know, they don't respond the way they used to, to uh, diet and exercise. What used to work doesn't work anymore. And one of the ways to address this, and one of the things that I advise women in midlife to do nutritionally is to bump up the protein. And we could talk a little bit why if you want to get yeah, into let's, the- let's, draw, let's talk, because people ask me why, and I'm like, because I sure. was told that that was the right thing to do, right? right? Like, I mean, this is not my Ballywick. So tell couple us a little of, bit about why. There's a couple of advantages to increasing the amount of protein in our diet. N number one, protein helps keep us more satisfied, more full. And so if you are trying to manage your weight or cut calories a little bit so that you can lose a little bit weight. If you're eating more protein, that's just going to be less uncomfortable and less painful because protein does have a pretty substantial effect on our appetite. You know, it sort of suppresses our appetite in the sense that after you have a, pro a meal that's rich in protein, you're likely to be able to go a lot longer before you start to feel hungry again. So just imagine if you're trying to kind of cut down on snacking between meals, how helpful that would be. Right. The other thing that protein does for us, especially in midlife, is it helps us to hang on to that lean muscle that we need in order to be able to do all the fun things that you're doing with your folks. We need that functional muscle, that strength, and left to our own devices, 
we're going to start to lose that as we get older. We're going to start to lose that lean muscle tissue. And one way that we can fight back against that is making sure that we keep our protein up, which helps us to maintain, but it's not enough just to have the protein. We also need to be using those <laughs> muscles. That's a, a please, big- Please tell everybody that. <laughs> no, it's a big I misunderstanding. When people get this message about protein, helping to preserve lean muscle tissue and all that that can do for us to set us up for healthy aging, they somehow miss the memo that it's not just about eating more protein. The other essential part of that equation is you got to use those muscles. You have to stress them. You have to challenge them and yourself in order to, to really get the benefit of the protein. But that's how protein can really play an important role for us as we age. Now, I just want to, and, and your paleo friends are correct that people who follow that style it's not really paleo, right? But that's, it's kind of code for right. that diet. Right. Um, who follow that style of diet do tend to have much higher protein intakes. But I want to push back on this idea that you cannot get enough protein unless you are eating meat or other animal products that, that vegetarians can't do it. They absolutely can get enough protein and a high enough quality protein on a plant-based diet to get the job done, but they will need to work a little bit harder at it. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit harder, eat a little bit more. Yeah. Well, right. And that exactly, it's a little bit of a problem, right? Because in order to get more protein, you have to eat a little bit more, right? And then, then sometimes that can make weight management challenging. So for strict vegetarians, really want to follow a fully plant-based diet to get protein, you got to be very strategic about where you're getting your protein and what else is in your diet to kind of make it line up with those other goals. But it absolutely can be done. Oh, well. So this is why we need to be so flexible, I think, in our rules about what is a healthy diet. You know, we, we really need to be able to take in a, a lot of different factors so really what I'm most interested in not is telling you my rules for healthy eating, but in helping you figure out like, what, what do you need? What boxes do you need to check? What are you trying to, to do and accomplish? And how can we put together the diet that's perfect for you? And so it's not, that's what I mean when I say I'm not terribly dogmatic about this. I'm really just interested in helping people figure out what's going to work best for them. And then how to make that happen consistently because i think we all struggle with that yeah it, it's i think especially if you've had a diet a particular way of eating let me put it <laughs> that way for a long period of time and then all of a sudden someone says oh well in order for this to to work better for you you need to change all of these things it's the old dog new tricks piece actually and you just you know it's kind of like wait a second I, there's um, a pushback because why why should we take all, I mean, this is me saying, yes, I agree with what you're saying, because why should we stop everything that we've been doing mm -hmm. when in fact we can just make small shifts? Oh, yes. I, you know? I do get suspicious uh, when people feel like they have to overhaul everything. And I also get nervous because I think those are oh, yeah. the kinds of behavioral invent in interventions that that crash and burn. We, oh, they're not absolutely. sustainable. Um, so I would much rather start with where somebody is mm -hmm. and figure out, well, where could we go from here? What would be the most important shift that we could make where we're going to get the most 
juice out of and and work incrementally from from where you already are i feel like that gives us a much better shot at creating a shift that's going to be durable for you rather than just sort of transplanting you into a diet and a lifestyle and a routine that is not yours <laughs> and is probably not going to to stick because of it it doesn't it doesn't i mean it's, it it doesn't matter what you're doing if you have to do something that's completely counter to mm -hmm. what you've always done, then it's, you've got willpower, you've got to depend yes. on, which of course runs out and you've got motivation that runs out. You've got all those things that are, make it- You so need entirely new systems to make those things exactly. happen. You know, they, we have, you, they may be invisible to a lot of people, but we do have systems in, so, you know, okay. Tell that me support this. the status quo. Yeah. I mean, how do you help people? Like, what do you do? Um, like, does somebody come to you and do you work with them one-on-one? -on -one? Do you work with them in a group? How do you help people? Much more frequently, I work with people in groups because I really enjoy getting a group of people together to support one another in making positive change. That's yeah. just... Yeah. my happy place uh, and i and i really love creating those kinds of communities where people can band together and support one another so i mostly work in groups sometimes in corporate wellness sort of settings where i'll go in and work in a workplace with employees and staff and faculty sometimes on a challenge or a, a a program that we're all going to do together around improving our eating habits um, or, uh, you know, in my own audience, podcast listeners, often I'll partner up with other podcast hosts or other coaches to, to run um, group challenges together. So, so yeah, I do those kinds of challenges or group coaching programs in two main buckets. One is around that eating habit part, like how do I just develop healthier eating habits that kind of run on automatic so i don't have to be constantly exercising my willpower as you said how can i just shift this so that it becomes my new normal and then i have another bucket of um coaching programs that's really focused more on people who who are working on weight management they are trying to lose some weight in a sustainable way or they're getting into midlife and they're they're realizing that they're gaining weight and they're trying to figure out how do i stop this <laughs> right <laughs> you know uh or uh very often people who have lost weight but don't seem to have a plan or resources to help them maintain that because Ooh, the weight loss program or whatever that they participated in was not designed to be sort of a sustainable thing. So I get, I get some of those folks too. So yeah. That's and you have a lot of information on your website that helps people just in general with nutrition and food and weight and everything. And yes. And a uh, link to your website in the show notes. And thank you. I, I mean, appreciate that. We yeah, need I, people, we need women like you who are helping all of us, women like me, to um, to get past those, mm, you know, the, I don't even know what to say. The word I was using is fake, and that's not a fair word. It's like the, it's the myths about food that just seem to come out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, it's a fire hose fake. sometimes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, there are a lot of myths. There are a lot of just what I would call misunderstandings, where people get an idea that might be 
sort of based, there's a kernel of truth in there. There may have been a research study once, but right. it's not being properly interpreted or applied or seen in the right context. So yeah, there is, and, and that's the work that I do mostly in the Nutrition Diva podcast is just help orient people to what's real, what's reliable, what's factual. We talk a lot about whatever the, you said, the diet du jour, you know, whatever the latest trend is, like right now, a lot of it is around intermittent fasting or oh, right, manipulating the microbiome or, you know, whatever right. everybody's talking about, just to give people some perspective and some context. How, you know, do I really need to pay attention to this? What, how should I respond to all of this? Um, but as I said, the, the part that really excites me then is the behavior change part. And so that is what That's we talk about piece. over on the Change Academy. How do yeah. we stay motivated to yes. after the novelty of a new program or initiative wears off? How do we, how do we arrange the circumstances of our, the logistics of our lives to support the kinds of changes that we need to make? You know, the we big one. Oh. It's a big one. People don't realize that. Like so often we think, well, we're going to make this change and awesome, right? But then what you don't realize is that life happens. Yup. Right? I mean, it just happens. And it's really how you're going to deal with what you do after life happens. Yes. You know, I have three things that I try to make sure that any thing that I'm doing for myself or that I'm designing for other people always kind of include. One is that it needs to be flexible because anything where the minute you, you know, step off the track, you have failed and it's over, you know, right. is, yeah. Right. So it has to be flexible enough that it survives real life, that there's a way that things can come up unexpectedly, a business trip, you get a cold, you know, whatever it is, an injury, and you can still move forward. So it has to be flexible. Number two, I feel like it needs to be forgiving. We have to be, to realize going in, we're not oh, yeah. always going to be perfect and we don't have to be. We can right. move forward imperfectly so that we don't fall into that you know, that all or nothing mentality that yep. throws us off of our game so often. And then the third thing, and this is what I love about what you do, Kelly, is that it has to be fun. <laughs> if it's not fun. <laughs> we can't just be doing this for our health or because we feel like we should do these things, whether we're trying to get in shape or we're trying to eat healthier, it has to be pleasurable. It has to be fun. Or it should be, and it can be. I feel like it's it's a shame it's if we stop short of including that that's, in our list of requirements. That's a good way of putting that, because it is a shame, because otherwise it's just one more to do, right? Oh, and it's right. just uh, when one I see more people, thing to check off the list. You know, I'm impressed when I see people who have committed to a certain exercise, they hate it, but they <laughs> do it. I'm like, wow, good on you. <laughs> that <is> for me. <laughs> In order to stay committed and in order to be able to fight through all of the life that's going to happen, I have to get something more back yeah. than, than just feeling like, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. It, it has to be fun. So in the exercise world, I'm always looking for how can I move my body and stress my body and challenge my body in ways that are satisfying to me, that get me to a good view, you know, or right. give me a great team experience or whatever it is. Yeah, that are play instead of work. Yes. Yeah. And on the, or has a social component or mm -hmm. whatever it is, um, or just makes me feel good. 
And then on the food side, I think we also need to be like, what about this style of eating? Can I make exciting that I'm looking forward to that I that I relish my meals, or am able to find the food preparation process satisfying and relaxing or, you know, a chance to connect with, you know, social, whatever it is. Same, same challenges, I think on both sides. I think you're right. It's funny. Last night I was fixing dinner and um, I have a partner. He was out running and playing with his friends. I'm fixing dinner and I got attitude, man. All of a sudden I got some attitude and I'm like, well, it's a damn good thing. All the food that I make is so healthy because it's only good, you know, because it's healthy. And, and, I, and all of a sudden I was like, Kelly, <laughs> where is that coming from? And step back, just step back for a second, because mm-hmm. I choose to, to cook, right? I choose to cook the way I cook because I'm very adamant about how I, what I eat and how I feel. And and there was just this funny little attitude that came up that it was, there was that moment where you have to just stop, pause, hit pause and go, can we just have a little conversation about what your temper tantrum is going on here? (laughs) I'm so glad you brought that up because this is something that comes up a lot, um, especially in our weight management program. And that is about self-talk and the language that we choose Mm. around the choices that we're making. And just that shift from, I have to do this to, I get to do this. Right. I chose this for myself. But you know, that's some high level stuff to actually, the fact that you noticed in the moment, like, wait a minute, what is my story here? Is well, that, this is what I do. So I should. Well, sure. <laughs> Sometimes I have to call. Well, physician myself, heal thyself, right? <laughs> right? You know, but but right. Just to notice in the in the moment, like, wait, minute, what what is this? You know, story I'm yeah. telling myself right now. Do I believe that? Do I need to uh, feel this way? Is that right? Is that helping right now? Is it true? Um, and is and it true? Oh, That's a great great yeah, question. Yeah, is it true? In fact, you know what you said before we started, we were chatting and you said that you had something and I'm very curious about this. You had maybe a download or some information on what you call mindful-ish. Is that what we're talking about? Well, it's a big part of it, right? I yeah. think you're talking about a little resource that I put together for the for my coaching clients, but then I made it available on mindful-ish eating because we, and it actually wraps together a lot of the themes that we've been talking about so far. So we all have this idea that we should eat mindfully, right? It's one of right. those things we've absorbed from the ether, <laughs> you know, it was supposed to be eating mindfully, mindful eating. But many of us have very negative associations with that. It just sounds like absolutely no, no fun. Right. And maybe it's from those exercises that maybe some of us done on mindful eating where they give you a raisin and you have to look at the raisin, smell <laughs> the raisin and feel the raisin. And then you chew the raisin for like 10 minutes or something like that. And for a lot of people, like that's what mindful eating is. Like, like, got I don't ever want to see a raisin all. again. Right. <laughs> And it's like, no, thank you. Like, I know I'm supposed to do it, but I, that just sounds like, so So I wanted to try to break down some of the misunderstandings about what it means to be mindful and what the, what the payoff can be. And the payoffs can be tremendous to exercising what I call mindful-ish eating, which is tuning into our experience and, you know, being deliberate about it, but not in a way that takes us out of 
the rest of our experience because for many of us eating is a social uh, time and right. if we are sitting in silence chewing every mouthful a hundred times so we can be fully mindful that's not very social yeah. so i have some strategies and some techniques for ways that we can introduce a little bit more yes mindfulness into our eating experience without turning it into that big should or that drudgery around um like oh yeah I'm, i should be more mindful so right i love it and i love the ish because the ish is the word to me without having without having read your your piece but i'm pretty sure i understand something about it the ish is the piece that takes away the should yep it's the ish is the piece that um, I think you say on your website something about that you you don't believe in, or you said earlier, you don't believe in dogma, but you're even like on your website, you're like, and if you like French fries, well, bully on you, right? Good Who doesn't you. like French fries? It's an ish. So yeah. like, like just, just live life, enjoy it, and at the same time, do your best. It's the flexibility part that I was talking yeah. about before. Like, can we be flexible? Can we be forgiving so that we can get the benefits of these things that we should, and I'm air quoting right. for those who are listening, the benefits of these things that we should be doing, like exercising and eating well, and yes, eating mindfully, um, that we get the benefits of, of those things in the moment as well as in the long term. So yeah, yeah. approaching that with more flexibility, more uh, forgiveness is yeah, I guess that's kind of a theme for me. It really it, yeah, I mean, it makes such it makes such a difference, right? Just yes. in life in general, especially, you know, if you think about it, and your podcast change Academy, you know, it's about change, but not like change like this. It's <laughs> let's change as we as we grow. Well, and it it's never over, right? Like you, we Correct. never, um, I think there is no finish line, you know, right. to <laughs> developing and cultivating and nurturing our healthy habits. You know, it's an, it's an ongoing process that we're going to yes. be cause even if we got it all figured out, we got our exercise dialed in, we got our diet perfected, you know, in that world that doesn't exist. Even if that did exist, we are going to continue to change our bodies will change as we get older. Our circumstances will change. Our kids will grow up and leave home or we'll retire or whatever it is. Um, we will be in different environments. And what worked before may not continue to work. So what we really need is not the perfect prescription for health. What we need is a process that allows us to discover what works best now, what, you know, what, and, and when you have that, then you really have the keys to the kingdom because yeah. you, you have that flexibility. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's so true and, and, and in a way, so not what some of us were taught at one time. I'm a little bit older than you, but growing up, there was always this, you have this many calories a day. Mm -hmm. You um, do like, people will come to me a lot of times and they'll go, I'm not going to the gym. Like, like and I'm, I haven't even said the word gym to them. And they're like, "That's what not what I'm going to do." I've already been told that the only way I'm going to, you know, lose weight and get in shape is to go to the gym three times a week and lift weights, and that's not what I'm going to do. Fine, don't. Yeah, right. It's yeah. just like that with food. Fine, don't. Let's find something that works. And there's just so many different people in the world. Like I'm, I'm thinking of as we talk. Like I live in Houston. Houston's a very international city. Uh, you can find any food in the world here, any food. I'm and, on my way. Right? <laughs> Come join me. 
But when you're looking at all the different menus, you realize everybody eats so differently mm-hmm. from all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. And and everybody does just fine. Yeah. So it it just works. I mean, it does just work. We can make it work. You know, we can. And and it takes you know paying attention to what we're doing and how it's working for us, and it it takes having being intentional deciding like well what is it what outcome am i trying to create right you know and it means taking action and putting those insights and those intentions into play and not being afraid of doing it wrong you know it's like because that can keep people frozen forever oh, that right? comes right like, back to the very beginning right the imperfect action yes moves you forward anything, anything right. you do yes right. Yeah, imperfect action is is and trying to be perfect is the word is the thing that will just stop you dead in your tracks. Well, sure. Yeah, especially when you're trying to have a perfect diet which doesn't exist, you know, and right. is is completely unnecessary. But if you know, if you if you're hanging out online, it can start to feel like you're caught between a, a rock and a hard place because there's all of these, you know, foods that you must eat. And then there's oh, this right. huge stack of foods that you should never eat, or you got to cook them the right way and eat them in the right combinations and at the right times of day, you know, and it soon yeah. becomes this sort of unsolvable problem. And, and that's what I want to fight back against and make people realize how much more accessible it actually is to build a healthy diet and a healthy movement routine that works for you wherever you are right now. Mm, I love that because you're right. I I have seen and it just my it's not something that I notice, but I just like it flashes by me the five foods you must eat or the yes. 10 foods that you must ignore. Right. Or you must avoid. And I'm the toxic like, you know, foods, right. It just I can I let it slide by because I know that it's mm-hmm. not real. Mm-hmm. But boy, if I stopped and read it Mm-hmm. I'd probably be really messed up for at least a day, right? <laughs> yeah, or just kind of paralyzed. And when people feel like they can't get it right, then one impulse that comes up is like, well, forget it. I'm not even going to try because there's no winning this game. So I might as well just enjoy my Twinkies or, you know, whatever it is. There's that kind of nihilism that sets in where, you know, there's no matter what I do, somebody's going to tell me that I did it wrong. So I might, you know, so I'm, I'm just going to give up and eat what I want. And yeah. that's a really unfortunate uh, and place to land really as a result of that, you know, too much information. Yeah, really yeah. common. Mm. So, okay, you have, you have given us so much information <laughs> that I, I love this. So if you were to leave people with just a couple of ideas, like, just like you're high, like this is the Monica Gold what would be those pieces that you'd like to just have people think about? I guess remembering that there is no one way and that just opens up so much more freedom to explore what can work for us, what will work for us. When we take that that uh, job of getting it right off the table, I just I feel myself relax, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I hope your too. listeners feel like they're they're they can relax too, and realize like oh this is actually just sort of a um, a game of discovery and trial and error and and advancing towards you know something that works 
ever better. So I guess I, if I had to just kind of sum it up, I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years, Kelly, if I could have summed it up into a couple of tips, I could have just done it for six <laughs> months and gotten out. But, um, but, but yeah, that, that letting go of this idea that there is one ideal workout, one ideal diet or meal plan, and then nothing else will do. And just realize that, you know, you don't have the perfect workout, Kelly, I don't have the perfect diet. And we're doing just fine. Right. So let's just that is so true. Yeah, let's just have some fun. Yep. I love it. And um, please tell everybody the best ways to get a hold of you. And we'll also link them in the show notes, but just so for the people who are listening right away, um, yeah, well, if you are a podcast listener, and I assume that you are because you're listening to a podcast right now, um, you can check out those other two podcasts that I do called the Nutrition Diva or the Change Academy. Check out a couple of episodes, see if it's your jam. If it is, subscribe. And if you're just kind of looking to connect with me or figure out what else I do or how else you might work with me, come over to my website at nutritionovereasy.com and, uh, you know, send me an email. Send, you know, I, I read every email. Sometimes people are so surprised to hear back from me when they send in a question. It's like, oh, I didn't think I'd hear from you. <laughs> like, well, how, awesome. how else do you think this works? <laughs> right? <laughs> send me an email. They come actually to my email box and I am happy to, uh, to meet any of your listeners who want to connect that way. Oh, that's brilliant. So thank you so much. We will definitely put everything in the show notes, but I want to say thank you again for being here. We really and appreciate it. Such a pleasure, Kelly. Let's do it again. Absolutely. Thank you again so much for listening today. I truly appreciate the opportunity to connect. If you're ready to incorporate fitness consistency into your life, I'd love to help. I have a special gift for you. If it's a struggle to stay consistent with your fitness and you're ready for all the energy, vitality, and feeling great you can have, go to my website, fitisfreedom.com, and on the homepage, you can get a free copy of my Consistency is Key Masterclass, plus a fitness plan you can follow along with, guaranteed to get you started on your path to being fit and free forever.